Welcome to episode 83 of the Pirate Monk Podcast. Coming to you once again, practically, almost somewhat live <laughs> from high above the Mellow Mushroom in downtown metropolitan Franklin, Tennessee. I'm your humble guest, Nate Larkin. So humble. Here with <laughs> our fearless, fearless engineer, goes under, the category, under the category of, if you have to say it, it probably ain't. <laughs> okay, yes, and our acerbic wit from the left coast, mm-hmm. the Commodore, Aaron Porter. Morning, everybody. Morning. Good yeah. Morning. We've got the, we've got the Commodore back, man. Uh, he had a sub last week. <laughs> And actually, yeah. uh, John Hill about it. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. yeah did you tell him I'm coming for him? Yes, I did. Okay. Well, it's good though. That, I mean, you had a good excuse for not being on the podcast. You right. were at the Samson meeting. Yep. This is true. You're doing the deal. Yep. I was doing the deed. That. Or the no, deal. that that didn't work out. <laughs> it did not I was work doing out the deal. So I was doing the deal. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, the covenantal deal. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's good. Well, uh, we're recording this in the spring of the year, heading into the summer. Yeah. Transition time, uh, graduation time. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's happening in your life there, Mondo? Well, uh, graduation uh, for my brother-in-law, uh, who lives with us. Oh. Uh, his name is Alex. Yeah. Uh, and... Um, him and my wife have uh, same mother, different father. I see. Okay. So his father and family came up for graduation from Fort Worth. Okay. Oh, that now, could be interesting. Very interesting. Um, uh, I've been uh, taking care of Alex, been his guardian for the last three years. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Last Saturday was the first time I met his father and uh-huh. everyone else. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So of course, you know, the family rolls in wanting to. How should I say? Take charge uh-huh. of everything. Uh-huh. You know, we want to talk to his teachers and meet. He's going to the Air National Guard. Oh, okay. So okay. we want to talk to the recruiter. We want to talk to the counselors and the teacher and yeah, this yeah. and that. And so I, after a while of hearing this, I say, you know, you guys sound like you're trying to plan our first quarter plan for the losing team from last year's Super Bowl. <laughs> like, <laughs> but I was like, that, that's what you sound like. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's like the game is over with yeah. this and that. So, so, but here's the deal. They, they come into town this past Saturday morning. Aaron, you've been to my house, so uh-huh. imagine the backyard, nine nine ten a.m. Mm-hmm. We're in the kitchen. My mother-in-law's in town. She's in her PJs. My kids mm-hmm. are in her PJs. My wife's in her PJs. I'm kind of loosey-goosey because I went to the store, got some stuff to, to cook. Okay. I get back, man. We, we're sitting there, and I hear my mother, my mother-in-law say, "Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god." <laughs> <laughs> like what? She's looking out. And Companies the, arrive. The entire family is in my backyard. Uh huh. First of all, backyard. Uh-huh. Why are you in the backyard? Okay. Number two, <laughs> why are all of you here at nine ten in the morning? Uh-huh. So they come to the door. We open it, and, of course, they look at me. They know who I am. I yeah. don't know who they are. And I said, well, hey, uh, good morning. Uh-huh. You know, what's, what's, what's happening? You know, uh, well, well, we came to visit for a while. Oh, and they, 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 then they all start charging the door, walking in my house. Uh-huh. So I'm kind of a, you know, thicker guy. I kind of, uh-huh. you know, started pushing back on them. <laughs> a little lineman action there. Yeah, I started pushing back on them. And then so I, I look and my wife ran into and she hid in the laundry room. My, my, mother, my, my mother-in-law, she's hiding in the powder room. 
and my kids, I look back and they're peeking around the corner. That's good. You know, and so I start pushing back, and they're like, "Oh, we're just gonna come in to visit." Well, you know, no one's you know dressed. You know, yeah, people, yeah. PJs. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> No, it is not fine. <laughs> like, this is not fun. I don't know who are you. Like, I don't know you. And they, and they, they keep. Oh, we're his. We're his family. Okay, what's your name? Like, I don't. <laughs> I don't know you. And they keep pushing. After a while, I just, I just close the door. I kind of, you know, uh-huh. I said, look, here's the deal. Yeah. If you, you know, just stand out here, wait in the car. Alex will come out. He'll hang the whole day with you. But yeah, yeah, yeah. who are you again? You know. Yeah. yeah so at yeah. this point, I'm. I'm perturbed. Yeah, yeah. You know, I can be that dude. So the father comes up to me. He says, uh, hey, you know, he introduces himself. I said, oh, hey, how you doing? About three years too late. Awesome. Nice to meet you. Oh, uh, did you really? Yeah. I was, oh. dude, I was, But think about it. Yeah. Yeah, five, six people trying to force themselves. I'm pissed uh-huh. at this point. Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. So, yeah, it was interesting. And then as they walk off, they say, hey, let's do dinner tonight. Uh-huh. Really? <laughs> so, so we end up going to dinner, and dinner was smooth. It was awkward, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was that elephant in the room yeah, you know, right, kind of right, deal, right. and it was just extremely awkward. Uh, oh, my God, man. So the, ever, ever since then, it's been this, you know, well, how come he wouldn't let us in the house? What does he have to hide? Yeah, right, right, right. I don't – who are you? Like, 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 I don't know you. What, so what do you mean? I, you know, so, it's just, man, it was dynamic. And then Sunday, wow. you know, we want to come to church with you. Cool. Yeah. So – What's interesting is that they were observing me mm-hmm. it, during worship, during the sermon. Mm-hmm. I would always catch eyeballs watching me to mm-hmm. see what I was doing. Right, right, right. Very interesting, man. So it's just the, that entire dynamic, you know, especially in our case, a little different. Yeah. You know, where yeah. I'm raising my brother-in-law. And, yeah, right, yeah. And the, the, he has, you know, a bad relationship with his father. Yeah. Uh, I hope he's not listening to this. Actually, I hope he is listening to this. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> but uh, it was just, you know, I'm sure so many people can relate to family dynamics or graduations and different size, especially when you have blended family. Oh, and this yeah. And that and the other, oh, man. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, I, I got my fair share this past weekend. There's more to it, but that was that definitely is how it started. And I don't know if this is your experience, but my experience certainly has been that getting into those uh, situations Mm -hmm. with uh, crazy family dynamics, Mm -hmm. especially if it's touching old stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. For me, if it's way, way back. um, Man, that kicks up my attic like you would not believe. Man. Oh, yeah. Uh, um, I get get those powerful urges to medicate. To go away, to dissociate, to go, go hide, yeah. Oh, hide. yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm in major. Uh, that, that's why. Um, uh, it's amazing. Our family is coming together and mm-hmm. healing over time, and a lot of things have changed. But still, I got to kick up the phone calls, man. Oh yeah. Oh, I had to, dude. Yeah. Cause the, the little sides of me started rising up, and yeah. You know, I told one of my buddies. I said, man, these people really want to find out what the Lord saved me from. You know, like, like they, they they really are tapping that nerve. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. And, and it's and, and it was just so challenging, man. I mean, yeah, yeah. To where I actually, it, I, you know, fortunately, the first day I let it affect me. The yeah. whole day I was focused on yeah, yeah. nine, ten a.m. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. and yeah. found myself, you know, trying to disassociate, yeah, yeah. not talking, isolating yeah, yeah. myself. Just you know, I had to check. I got checked later that night by a buddy of mine. So okay, which is good. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, man, it's, it's very interesting to hear other guys and family stories. Mm-hmm. Graduation weekends are a trip. <laughs> yeah, especially when you get blended families and all that kind of stuff. Oh yeah, oh, man. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, wow. So what, what's that? The, the, the nuclear the nuclear family in 2012 has more to do with a nuclear explosion than <laughs> nuclear power, evidently. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. You know, but uh, you know that again. It's like 
for me, and we'll move on. For me, I felt like I was being blamed for the problem when I, I'm part of the solution. Yeah. yeah. And and to and for to for people to drive 12 hours and to insinuate as if I'm the issue for yeah. whatever issues they have with with Alex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like to insinuate that is I think entirely disrespectful. When I did something I didn't have to do, I took a young man in my house. Yeah. That it is not is not related to me. Yeah. I didn't have to do it. Right. And I'm trying to be the a, a solution, but yet you want to blame me for what you didn't do. Yeah. You know. It's yeah. so so it, it 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 hit like you said it goes up oh, in the attic man, man. It, it basement side little closets everywhere garage yeah, yeah. it hits everywhere man yeah. so so yeah but uh, anyway what well, what what's going on with you man well I had good family time oh good uh, <coughs> Mondo says good but is it touching his eyes I can't <laughs> see it <laughs> no actually uh, no I just had a very special time with Allie this last week because it was our 34th wedding anniversary. Yes, it was. And Congratulations, by the way. Oh, man. You congratulate her. I'm the lucky one. She's the okay. one. Okay. All right. She's the one who made the crucial decision to stay, and uh, for which I, I will be forever grateful. Mm -hmm. So so where did you take her? You know... Don't uh, say McCreary's. <laughs> Don't say no, McCreary's. No, 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 no. You know, we didn't have the money or the time to, you know, to... to go out of town or do something like that uh, and Lord knows we travel enough anyway so uh, but we took the day and we decided we would go into Nashville cool uh, and the only rule for the day was we would not go any place we'd ever been before oh okay wow that's yeah. fun yeah so that was fun we just bounced around from little place to little place yeah appetizer here drinks there you yeah know. man Wound up shooting some pool and uh, you know yeah. taking strolls and and uh, we had fun. That's good, man. That's uh, great. You know, there was a time when I didn't think we'd ever enjoy these, you know, that kind of friendship again, yeah. just to be that comfortable again mm -hmm. with each other. Uh, and it's uh, what a blessing. Well, Aaron, uh, anything? Uh, uh, been cooking in your life you've run into any challenges lately <laughs> uh, and there's the setup <laughs> <laughs> well that's kind of that's kind of a sure open-ended question everybody's facing a challenge right yeah absolutely. yeah I'm I am uh, I could ask you about the, the blessing the but wee the hours of the morning okay go ahead oh. yeah I'm feeling the wee hours I had a late late meeting last night with a uh, a group that has asked me to come in in the last couple months here in our county we have a we have an interesting county the in the city of San Luis they years and years ago decided man they're just there's all these homeless people downtown let's make them a special place so they made a special place for the homeless mm -hmm. that was far away from downtown, right next to the sewage treatment plant. Oh, okay. Now, now, I don't know if they meant for that to symbolize or mean anything, but if you go over to the day center mm -hmm. where, you know, they can have a P.O. box and get mail and things like that, which is nice, but if the wind is just right, it's just a special smell yeah. at the uh, day center. But over the years, uh, every plan for a facility, for a residential facility for people to sober up. So if you need to go stay somewhere for 15 days, 30 days and get sober for drugs or alcohol, mm -hmm. 
there is no residential facility in our county. Mm-hmm. You have to. You basically have to leave and go up towards San Francisco, or I think the next closest uh, one. You just you have to go to another county. Okay. And any time anyone's tried to put one in, it's been shut down, even though the Board of Supervisors every five or ten years puts together a study on the list of needs in the county. And it, uh, in the last study, just in the last year, it was number four as yeah. the need in the county. But every time it's proposed or brought up, it gets shut down mm-hmm. by the very people who study it and say, oh, this is a huge need in our county. Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, we've got university here, and there's all these, you know, deaths uh, with kids drinking and all these problems. So it's been really interesting. Uh, This is the the second month I've been with this group, and they are, you know, doctors, law enforcement, uh, my friend who runs the sober living uh, facilities that are there. Yeah, Bull. And Mm -hmm. right, because he's been on the podcast. Yeah. just those folks all getting together trying to figure out how to climb over this hurdle. But it brings up that really interesting question of what is the uh, community's responsibility, because a lot of these folks aren't even Christians. You know, yeah. I, I know I know why I'm there. That's an easy <laughs> that's an easy answer. Yeah. But what is a community's responsibility mm-hmm. to the Matthew twenty five folks yeah. that you yeah. know Jesus talks about? So and uh, so that even uh, it's if interesting it, to be in in that group, even if a church at this point tried to open a center, they, the likelihood is that they would they'd be blockaded politically and they'd be shut out, shut down, right? Man, I don't know. I always find out that you can get away with almost anything you want. So, uh, well, that's, that's because you don't you don't ask permission because all of these people stuff. play by the rules, and <laughs> yeah. I. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, exactly, and yeah. that's uh, in some in some ways these meetings are kind of killing me because I'm finding out that like dealing with all of these agencies, uh, this is very frustrating. Having these meetings and conversations, mm-hmm. this takes a lot longer to play by the rules. Mm, it's almost true. as if no one wants to accomplish anything. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So, so you ask, could churches do this? And I, I would say, yeah, we could probably start something within a month if anybody cared. Really? Yeah. And by the time anyone got upset about it, then we would just start like figuring out how to follow the rules after the fact, and yeah. and it would work out probably fine. That's classic Aaron Porter uh, strategy there. Uh, well, <laughs> you know, if the need is that great, I mean, I'm not putting it on you, but I'll pray. Uh, that that somehow uh, some help for addicts. I got you know as an addict myself, I got great sympathy for addicts. And uh, it's so crucial when a guy or girl, man or woman, hits that uh, crucial point, uh, that that critical point. They get that point of crisis for a second. That you know the fog parts. They have a moment of clarity and they realize, oh crap, my life's at stake. I've got to do something. And there's there's this uh, temporary willingness to accept help. Mm-hmm. If you can't, if there's if there's not a place, I apologize. I didn't turn my phone off. Okay. Um, if we uh, if there if there's not a place close at hand to get them to during that crucial moment, that moment can pass. Yeah. Uh, and you can you can lose a life. 
awful quickly. All right, well, uh, a sobering end to yeah. the opening segment of oh, the Pirate yeah. Monk Podcast. We'll be back in just a moment on the Pirate Monk Podcast. Whoa! Pirate's life is a wonderful life, a roving over the sea. You'd be a career as a buccaneer, it's the life of a pirate for me. Oh, the life of a pirate for me. And we're back. Uh, what do you say we uh, pop open the mailbag? Do it. All righty. Here we go. Opening up the mailbag delivered by Rustle. the Pony Express. Yeah. Rustling around in there. What is <laughs> feeling? What, what do you have in there? I feel something. There yeah, we let me go. Hand, uh, let me hand it over <laughs> to you. Here. All right. Here we one? go. <laughs> it, uh, this uh, The mail arrived uh, via Pony Express at, oddly enough, our Gmail uh, mailbox. Wow. People can send us letters at samsonpodcast at gmail dot com, and uh, this guy, you know what? I think I'm going to. Uh, uh, he's our. I don't know. I'm going to. Let's read the letter and decide whether we tell him uh, whether we uh, disclose his name or not. Okay. Right. Okay. Let's let's call him Pepe. 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 Okay. Yes. Uh, a letter from Pepe. <laughs> he's loving us right now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Thanks for starting the podcast up again. However, uh, you guys do deserve breaks. I'm sure I can, it can be taxing with your personal and work lives, so I'm forever grateful. I have a question regarding my future and where I feel God is leading me in relation to my everyday struggle with porn, masturbation, and sex. As you know from my past emails, I was once a youth minister. I was 20 years old at the time, and I, for one, will admit not only did my... Uh, not only did my struggles uh, and my age have a lot to do with me, ha- uh, okay, I'm going to back this up. I was 20 years old at the time, and I, for one, will admit uh, that my struggles and also my age had a lot to do with me hating the ministry. I've been working on myself a lot lately. This process does include personal setbacks, which I'm becoming more honest with my friends about. With all that being said, I do feel called to be a youth pastor still. That's never left me. And I know that's where God's leading me. I guess my current struggle in all of this is that voice that sometimes I let ring too clear. That voice says, I'm unfit and will never make it due to my struggles. I'm not asking whether you feel it's all right for me to engage in these things and still be a pastor. I know that's not your heart, and I guess I'm... Asking how to deal with all I've done and truly allow freedom into my life. I want, eventually, to get to the place where I can talk about my failings in more of a small group setting with students, but I don't know how to approach that, especially if I was their pastor. I just feel so weird being honored or elevated above others by a church. I, for one, know that I'm a sinner. Jesus died for my past, current, and future sins. I'm not a sinless human being. I've screwed up and don't want to have a similar experience to the last time I was a pastor. Whatever advice or direction you can give would be greatly appreciated. Thanks so much for all your honesty on the podcast. I enjoy it so much. It's been a great aid for my recovery process. You guys are awesome. Uh, Yeah. So I'll say thank you, Pepe. Yeah, thank you, Pepe, for the great letter. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think I, re- I remember him. Yeah? Yeah, I okay. believe I do. Uh, I'm not sure if we disclosed his name before or not. but I don't either. I don't think we did, though. Yeah. Um, so for the sake of 
not remembering I said we is. Okay. Yeah, just keep it. Okay. That way. Um, so. Where do you go with this, Aaron? Yeah. Oh, I uh, immediately I think two things, and uh, thanks for prepping me by sending the Christianity Today guy to me that uh, oh, yeah, got yeah, me yeah. all. <laughs> <laughs> I I got a call from a, from a guy who's writing a story for Christianity Today, mm. and uh, so. Yeah, I referred him to Aaron. There you go. Yeah, I told him he was known as the porn pastor. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, we'll see how that works out. Yeah, real nice. All right, so anyways, <laughs> nothing like getting a call from somebody in the print print yeah. journalism. So you're the porn pastor. Wait, what? <laughs> Who have you been talking to? What's happening right now? Are we on the record? That's right, yeah. So, so Pepe, anyways... <laughs> Uh, one one thing that comes to my mind, if if I if I was the man in your shoes, I would personally never take a job at this point in a church in my life where they did not want me to be fully me. Mm. Now that doesn't mean that I would be unwise. Like, I'm just going to be totally honest. I'm going to disclose with every kid and every yeah, person. No, that's everything. crazy. That's crazy. So it's, it's not about that. Right. But if they want me to pretend to be what they need me to be, to mm-hmm. be this elevated thing, yeah. then I'm, I'm not working there. There's yeah. no way I can be who I am as a man of God and play the game that many churches want a pastor to play. Those those two things do not match. There is no gospel reality in it. Right, 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 right. So, I mean, first first thing that comes to mind is, man, that that is a high calling. And the beauty of the journey that you're on that you describe is your past does not disqualify you from a truly deep gospel ministry. It ushers you into it but not in every Western church context, so you have to go to the place that you can actually do real gospel ministry. Right, 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 mm-hmm. right, right, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I had a, there's a guy we got to get on the podcast here in the next couple of weeks. I had a great, I had a one-hour conversation that turned into a three-hour conversation yesterday with, with Ted Bruin of the uh, Extreme Tours, who spent quite a few years as a youth pastor. Uh, but... Uh, early on uh, really had to win the endorsement of the church he went out and just kind of did the ministry because he knew God wanted him to do it mm-hmm. uh, engaging as a real person with real kids mm-hmm. uh, and really ran into some opposition and some hostility from the uh, uh, some people in the church you know when he came to the church all excited to say uh, hey you'll never guess what you know uh uh, you know, kids, <laughs> kids with drug and alcohol problems are coming to youth group. You know, he was pretty thrilled. And what they heard was, kids with drugs and alcohol problems are coming to youth group, uh, and kind of panicked there. Mm. Um, the reason that uh, Ted was uh, won the confidence of those kids was uh, he didn't pretend to be uh, better than he was. What I love about this letter is the sure and certain knowledge that our brother has that he's a sinner mm-hmm. uh, who is a saint. 
that he has a righteousness that's not his own, that all his sins, past, present, and future have been forgiven. He doesn't have to hide. He doesn't have to pretend. He doesn't have to adopt a persona. And Aaron, I agree. You're so right. There's something uh, potentially fatal about accepting a job where a condition of the job is you cannot be yourself. Oh, absolutely. You must play this role. It's a setup. It's a setup. It's a, it's a setup. And so, and so, so you, you, you take the job, you're forced to live two lives. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, that, and, uh, again, and, that, and that, boy, that pushes you right back into absolutely. the place where yeah. you're going to... <laughs> and that's, that's trigger land. Yeah. It also uh, cripples you, I think, uh, in the end, it cripples you in ministry. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, kids are pretty smart. Yeah, the, the, the BS radar these days is extremely sensitive. Yeah, right, I exactly. Mean, people know when you're full of it. Yeah, right, yeah. You know, you're yeah. not fooling anybody these days, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if anything, uh, you know, the fact that the, our brother is in a uh, regular relationship with other guys... Mm-hmm. He's seeing progress. He's not deli- he is not denying the reality of setbacks, mm-hmm. but not discouraged by them either. Mm-hmm. Certainly not excusing them. Right. Doesn't want to promote any of this stuff. He understands the battle. Sounds to me like he's becoming more qualified every day for this kind yeah. of ministry. Yeah, yeah. This and, letter sounds and the, different. Uh, the other encouragement I would give is that you know we've we've been experimenting with being very honest with our uh, our friends in our congregation mm-hmm. here in this county from the pulpit and other places yeah. where where we're being and man they they can take it pastors yeah. have really bought into a lie that they have to play that role so the encouragement yeah. to our friend here is you know you can really bring a lot more to the people now again this is talking about appropriate <laughs> places and yeah. times but especially yeah. the adults yeah uh i mean as as far as the the elders of the church the leaders of the church the adults in the church uh, we've got a pretty full disclosure thing going on and they're able to take it and they end up bringing themselves i mean it's it's pretty unreal and it is very nice at this point to be able to walk into any meeting, any group, any Sunday morning, and feel like we are completely there. It's yeah. just us. Yeah. We're just walking in. And to walk up to the pulpit and yeah. bring completely us. So it's just the encouragement that it's not its not like you have to play the game. Yeah. You, you really don't. Yeah. Yeah. So just know that. All right. Well, um, on the subject of our... You know this radical message of the gospel that uh, it's not just that our debts have been forgiven, uh, but that all Christ's all the riches of Christ's righteousness have been imputed to our account. Mm-hmm. Uh, that radical message of the gospel is one that uh, is uh, conveyed brilliantly by our guest for the day. Uh, we've already recorded the interview, uh, so I can say with confidence, of course, I know this guy anyway. He's what a, he's been around for a long time. Uh, so stay with us. We will be right back with a guest you're not going to want to miss here on the Pirate Monk Podcast. Take these tears This throb 
pain These grinding fears This darkest stain And make it go Podcast here with uh, today's guest, our special friend Steve Brown, who you've heard me talk about before on the podcast, but it's the first time he's actually graced the airwaves with us. Steve, thanks so much for joining us. Oh, Nate, I've been looking forward to spending a little bit of time with you. Okay, uh, and did I uh, was I telling you right? Is this the greatest voice in radio? Uh, yeah. <laughs> huh? Absolutely. <laughs> hey, listen, I'm good looking too. <laughs> Figured that. You have to put your picture on the back of the book and thank God you did. <laughs> that gig's up, right? <laughs> yeah, no, I, you, could, you could pretty much read anything right now. We sit here for hours just listening. To I know, it's hypnotic. It is. Unbelievable, this voice. smile on your face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'll tell you what else puts a smile on your face is the new book, Three Free Sins. First of all, you got a pair to uh, t- title the book. Three free sins, and actually try to peddle it to a Christian audience. Listen to that one. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. but the pagans pick it up fast. <laughs> you know, it's not a great book, but you got to admit that may be the best title in the history of Christian publishing. <laughs> Either you get mad at it, or you think, you know, hey, I, I, I had a guy in St. Louis tell me he said I've saved up my money and bought five of those because I need fifteen free sins. And he said, and I'm saving more money, and as soon as I get some more money, I'm buying more. And I started to tell him that's what wasn't what it was about. But listen, Nate, he was buying books, so I kept my mouth shut. Oh, well, it's an incendiary title that makes a, a crucial, central point about you know the 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 marvel of the Christian faith, this beauty of the gospel. That yeah. we are so prone to trade for mere moralism. So true. Yeah. So yeah. true. What, what? You know, Nate, that started out as a joke. It, uh, Tell us about I it. I never. Yeah. Well, we just kind of, we were doing a talk show, and we had a comedy writer, and he said, Steve, you know what would be cool <laughs> if we gave three free cents to, you know, everybody who called. And he said if they called on a cell phone, you could give them five free sins or six. <laughs> and I said, you know, I like that. So we did it. Yeah. And uh, it. some people thought it was funny, and some people didn't. We got a call from a lady who said, 
I like this show, but I don't like that free sins thing. And mm. I said, all right, I'll give you four, but that's as high as I'm going to go. And, boy, that kicked her off. And she, yeah. <laughs> she said, that's blasphemous. I said, all right, I'll give you five, but that's it. <laughs> and, and then Eric... And then Eric got on the on the air, and he said, uh, "Lady, get a life. Steve can't get free sins. It's a joke." Yeah. And so I don't. We put three apples on our website, yeah. and it's still there. And if you click it, you can send free sins to your friends. It's evangelism. It says, if you're not a believer, everything on this website is free. But you have to pay for your own sins, oh. and uh, we and they we also did a Playboy bunny on that website too. Uh-huh. And if you <laughs> is that at Steve click, Brown, etc. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. And so if you clicked on the Playboy bunny, you went to Campus Crusade for Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Gee, uh, Jesus made me take that down. I said, "Why? It's funny." He said, "Yeah, it is, but it lacks integrity." <laughs> Anyway, the whole thing morphed into kind of a teaching tool. Yeah. Uh, you know, the idea is that when Jesus said it's finished, it really was. Yeah. He covered it all. Yeah. And not yeah. only that, he imputed his righteousness to us. So, Nate, sin isn't the issue anymore. Yeah. But we make it the issue all the time. All we do is talking about how we got to get better and better. I had a... a, a friend of mine told me that his priest, an Anglican priest, said last Sunday that uh, the essence of the Christian faith was sinning less and less every day. Oh. And I went, oh, geez, <laughs> I'm in trouble. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my. It sounds like a great description of Phariseeism. Uh, oh, yeah, sure. it really is. Yeah, yeah. At least, I mean, uh, when, when we identify it, was, Jesus made it so clear in his teaching that he wasn't counting sins the same way that the Pharisees were. Uh, That's right. Right? And that right what, what they saw as improvement, he saw really as decline, and they were in far worse shape than they imagined. So true. Yeah. So true. And that's the only thing that's required of us, is that we recognize what you just said. Mm. And once we do that, the sufficient blood of Christ covers our sin. Yeah. And and the next thing that happens is that you fall in love with Jesus. Yeah. yeah. And uh, as Spurgeon said, when I thought that God was a monster, I kicked against the goads. Mm. When I found out how much he loved me, I couldn't believe I rebelled against him so. Yeah. Uh, and, Nate, the only people who get better are people who know if they don't, Jesus will still love them. Yes. Yes. Um, right. All other moral improvement is uh, based on denial or delusion. I'm convinced of that. I am, too. And yeah. I've tried all of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I still occasionally try them. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. But they don't work. No. I, you know, I just find myself getting worse and worse. I, I became a spiritual giant the way we're talking about. <laughs> and if you believe that, you'll believe anything. Mm-hmm. But I'll tell you something. I never got better until I understood getting better was not the issue. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm interested, Steve, uh, how this is, a, this, is a, this is a very dangerous message 
to begin with. It's also, it can be almost suicidal for a preacher to say such things from the pulpit. Uh, and there are, there's this set of expectations that comes with the job in, yeah. in you know, 99.9% .9 of churches. So uh, true. Yeah, yeah. You were a pastor for 25 years. I was. Yeah. Uh, worked hard. I can get to heaven without grace, man. <laughs> They'll just let me come in and say, you were a pastor for 20 You come in, dear. They won't even ask about Jesus. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. What yeah. were you saying? Yeah. No, no, no. So uh, so my, my question, well, first of all, let me go to this question. Do you get accused of being... Uh, you know, an antinomian, uh, you know, just a, uh, you don't care about righteousness or holiness. You, uh, oh, all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's your response? And I do care. Yeah. I care deeply about uh, sanctification. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't think sin's a good thing. Uh, people accuse me of encouraging sin. Yeah. I didn't have to encourage it. People were doing fine before I came along. <laughs> and I, and I, I get accused of that. In fact, one of my heroes just accused me last week of, mm -hmm. and I'm not antinomian. Mm -hmm. uh, Martin Lloyd Jones uh, said, "If what you preach and teach doesn't sound like it's antinomian, it's not the gospel." Yeah. And when Paul said, "Am I saying that you ought to go out and sin so you can get more grace?" Of course not. Mm -hmm. But if he hadn't said something that sounded like that. He never would have had to defend himself. Right, exactly. And, and when Jesus said, I didn't come to destroy the law, if he hadn't said something that sounded kind of like that, he would never have had to say that. Yeah. So I don't mind being accused of that. Uh -huh. uh, you know, Nate, the good thing about where I am now is that I'm old as dirt, and uh, I have a producer who told me, he said, Steve, I just figured you out. You don't care. I really don't. I don't. I don't care. I don't care about Madonna and whether she sings at the Super Bowl and yeah, Lady yeah. Gaga doesn't keep me awake at night. And I don't care who Brad Pitt's screwing around with. Yeah. I mean, I just don't care. Yeah. I don't care much about politics, but I care about the church. Yeah. And I care about Christians. And the good thing about being old is that I'm not looking for anything. I've got enough money to pay my mortgage, and mm -hmm. I'm. And I'm not looking. I can't even chase women unless they're running down the hill in my direction. And I hug them, but I don't even remember why. So I'm old. And when you get when you get old, you you can say whatever you want. So I decided I'm gonna say it yeah. because it's true. And so many guys, when Dan Allender was at our pat, we have over four thousand pastors on our mailing list. Mm. And when Dan Allender was at one of our conferences, he said. This message is so radical and so unbelievable that most congregations can't accept it. So you have to meet it out just a little bit at a time until you get the kids through college. <laughs> and, I, and my kids are through college, so, man, I'm going to say it. And I don't care whether you like it or not, it's still true. Yeah, the gospel is that tr true. And God is that good, and we are not, right? Uh -huh. So true. Yeah. Oh. Nate, you've always under your whole ministry has understood that, and you've been in trouble. Yeah, you know there are people that are, that are angry at you. Yeah, but that's because you're ugly. <laughs> it's me. <because> <laughs> <laughs> it, it, there are 
they're mad at me because I'm telling them the truth. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, it really does. I, I never understood why it made people so angry, but it does. Yeah, yeah. The gospel is an offense. The gospel just gets up in my face and says, it doesn't matter how hard I work, I cannot be my own savior. Oh, that's so true. Hmm? And once you get that, you find you're loving people more. Yeah. You're more faithful than you were before. Not because you have to. Doesn't matter. Yeah. That's yeah. already covered. You do it because, you know, I, I want to please my wife because yeah. she loves me so much. Yeah. And if I didn't please her, she wouldn't kick me out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you can quadruple that for Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Here's what I've also found. It's... Um, I don't want. It's hard for me to look at my sin, if um, the if the uh, if the potential uh, you know blowback is is if I'm in trouble. If if I, it's difficult for me to be. I I should have thought about this sentence before I started it. It's di- difficult for me to examine <laughs> you myself. You ought to be a preacher and have that happen in the pulpit. <laughs> happens to me a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's tough for me. To be honest about my own sin, even with myself, if yeah. if the potential uh, you know consequences of being guilty are yeah. right right, right uh, are disastrous, but if oh, there are absolutely. no consequences, then I'm free to be honest. And when I'm honest about my own sin, when I look my own sin in the face and admit it, then um, it's difficult for me to treat my fellow sinners with arrogance. Uh, so true. Right, I can actually. So true. I can actually join the human race. And and Nate, you've walked that out for so long, man. You just haven't played games. You haven't pretended. You haven't kidded people about who you were, and that makes you kind. You you're you're not upset with anybody. You don't have to be because you don't have anything to protect. Yeah, yeah. And that is extreme. You don't. You're not. The shame's been taken care of. Let's talk. You already told everybody you were screwed up. Yeah. So if they find out, you don't have to worry about it. That is great, and it's so freeing. And you've demonstrated that for yeah. so long. That's kind of you to say that. I'm. I'm just. Uh, you know, it's uh, whatever it took to get us where we are is a good thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and the knowledge. Right and the knowledge that we're not there yet. Let, let me yeah. uh, talk to us a little bit about shame. I do know this, that I tried for years to control my behavior through shame. Yeah. And I found that that only drove me further away from God and from myself. Oh, shame will kill you. Yeah. You know, the shame is the recognition inside in your gut that that you are not what other people think you are and the fear that if they find out... Mm. Uh, you're going to lose everything, and so and so you spend your whole life uh, trying to cover it and saying I've got to get better, I've got to get better, and mm-hmm. then you don't. Mm-hmm. Then it makes you feel more guilty, and shame drives you even more. Yeah, it's it's just I've been there. I, just, I still go there. Some. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. And, and I hate it. Yeah. Um, but once you know you're loved. And and God, you know, you, it, God really knows all the crap. Yeah. You say, you know, I've, there's that old story about the drunk whose whose wife had been wanting to help him, and finally he said, "All right, you can pray for me." And so she got on her knees. She said, "Lord, my husband's drunk," and he said, "Don't tell him I'm drunk. Tell him I'm sick." <laughs> <laughs> well, 
you know, we like that. Yeah, yeah. But God knows it all. He knows where you've been. Yeah. He knows the stuff you've done, the people you've hurt, the lust, the mm-hmm. the, disobe- the disobedience. He knows all your secrets, and he loves you anyway. And when you get it, man, you get Nate, one of the reasons you're so dangerous is that you got it. Mm-hmm. You're a dangerous man. Mm-hmm. We think that this will make you a wuss, but it won't. Yeah. I mean, all of a sudden, when you don't have anything to lose, man, get out of the way because you're dangerous. Yeah. And uh, it's a wonderful shame yeah. will kill you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When the enemy doesn't have that leverage over you anymore. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. so good. That's fantastic. Well, um, by the way, I just... I think that your uh, podcast, uh, the uh, Steve Brown etc. show that you that you also thank God podcast, is one of the most entertaining things out there. And, oh man! And, well, and right, you, you know gotta, you've been a part of it. You, so <laughs> you got such a great group of uh, people there. Aren't with they you. wonderful? Yeah, 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 yeah. And um, I got my hands on a copy of Three Free Sins. Uh, after my last visit down there, and thank you, you kept me up all night. I lost a night's sleep over the book, uh, but it's just it's just good news. And you know, well, I'm kind of praying you get saved after reading. It. <laughs> it's not good to do what you do if you don't know Jesus. <laughs> um, well, what's the what's the best way for our uh, listeners to find you, find the book, subscribe to the podcast, do that kind of thing? Well, you can this podcast podcast is um, live streamed on Fridays, and it's on about sixty stations over the weekend, and that's just stevebrownetc.com. dot com. Mm-hmm. And uh, the you can get the book at any bookstore or on Amazon or Barnes and Noble. Maybe the best way to get it is to go to threefreesins.com. dot com. And uh, you can watch a video, and there's there's a really cool video on that yeah, website, yeah, yeah, dot com, and they can get it there. Okay, Steve, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, oh, Nate, uh, hey, you guys, thanks for having me. I've loved it. Okay, Lord bless. God bless you too. Okay, bye bye. Well, what a great day it has been on the Pirate Monk Podcast. We're so... That <laughs> was more like a belch than like an R, but uh, that's too much grog brings about some gas. It happens to everybody. We're so glad you've joined us today, and we look forward to you coming back. But before you do, drop us a letter and tell us how you feel, what you're going through, any questions you might have, or what your favorite color is. Where would they send that, boys? To uh, samsonpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, I feel like we're about to paint a happy little tree. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We've, got, we've got some, you know, Mr. Rogers music to go out on, maybe. Bob Ross. Yeah. I was picturing Mr. Rogers. That is awesome. Yeah. My, the, you conveyed it very well. The yeah. yeah. went all the way across the country. Yeah. yeah. All right. Samsonpodcast at gmail.com. We, we'd like to know you're out there. I mean, 
This isn't just about looking at Nate and Mondo over Skype. This is about hanging out with you all, but we don't get to see you. So send us a letter, drop us a line, and we will talk to you next week on the Pirate Monk Podcast. 